All sports, all the time. There's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered. Legends never die. This is the Spoken Podcast. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. I'm your host, Lance Woodwell. Man, that kid, he can ball, man. He can ball. Touchdown, Kansas City! Man with freaking Mahomes, baby! Uh, let's talk some sports, because that's what we're here to do. You are tuned in to the Spoken Spoken. This is the Spoken Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell, here in the Casey Beard Co. Studios with my guy, Trevor Twidwell. What's going on, everybody? Uh, unfortunately, we are missing our guy, Eddie Ortiz, this week. Um, we have had a string of weird weeks, I would say. Um, I don't know about you, Trev, but it's yep. been kind of off for us. We apologize to all of our normal listeners um, for not getting out our bad takes on a Friday basis, Friday by Friday basis, but we've had some, some moving going on in my personal life. Uh, we've had some some busy, busy season, a busy season for myself, but I promise you guys we are getting back on track and we're getting back on track for you guys because, like I said, we've appreciated all the support we've had to this point, but uh, hope you didn't miss us too much because we are back. And uh, we are doing this one on a Sunday, which is kind of kind of weird for me because I know that uh, we like to enjoy our weekends just doing whatever we want. But It's the Lord's Day. It's, <laughs> it's the Sabbath. You know. It's the sports Sabbath. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, we got a lot to talk about. There's no question about it. Before we get to that... Uh, let me just wish all the fathers out there a happy Father's Day. My brother Trevor sitting across from me included. Um, really appreciate all you guys. Our dad, Trent, uh, we want to thank him for all the hard work and, and the stuff that he's instilled in our lives. I want to thank all you guys out there. And most of all, the most important dad right now, and especially in this town, is uh, Pat Sr. Yeah, we want to th- uh, yeah. thank you. Especially <laughs> I, much. I, I actually talked to him this morning. I said, uh, you know, happy Father's Day. And <laughs> thank you, sir. He, he's ready for the he's ready for the season to start up, and I know I know all of us are too. So yes, uh, Mr. Mr. Pat Senior, thank you so much for much appreciate much appreciated. Perfect, Patty, we appreciate it. Thank you. So uh, let's let's before we, you know, and it's ironic that we're starting the show talking about fathers because I actually want to start the show. I have not talked to Trevor about this yet, but I actually wanted to start the show today about the ladies. And what I mean by that is, and again, we have a lot to catch up on because of the fact that we have not talked um, about pretty much any of the stuff that's gone on over the last couple of weeks, and we're going to get to all of it. Yeah. But one of those main topics, and I think we all could agree that that the, the the global sport in the world is soccer, and the U.S. women's national team is been ridiculous. They have been a dynasty. Let's be honest. I mean, over the last several years, the U.S. women's team has just dominated. They are everything the men's team in America isn't. Right. And you can make your theories as to why that is. Does not matter. They're just badasses, and we need to give them all the praise that they deserve because they deserve all of it. Um. So. The unfortunate side of this, though, is because the fact they're so dominant, they're going to have games where they just waylay their opponents. And it's because they're just completely better than them. I mean, we see this in all sports, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, soccer, it doesn't matter. You yeah. see these matchups where they're just the teams just one team's just better than the other. And that's what happened last week with Thailand and, and the U.S. women's national team. They won 13 to zero, completely destroyed them. I was actually watching that game with Eddie at my office, and we're we're just blown away that every it seemed like every 45 seconds they're scoring a goal. Yeah. But never in that time when I'm watching this game did I feel like, okay, now this this is just wrong. This is just bad. And unfortunately, there have been several people in the social platform that have been voicing out against what the women did. Yeah. And I'm 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 one person that I guess I I just don't get where that's coming from because of the fact that we talk about you know like the Patriots of, of 2007 when they were quote unquote running up scores on people. And Belichick was actually asked about that. And I remember him saying something where he said to the fact that I, I don't want to quote him exactly, but he did say something close to it's not my job to stop my team. Right. And quite frankly, if you're a pro and you're getting beat like that, if you if you understand the game the way that most pros should and mostly do, they're not going to want you to go out there and half-ass it against them when you're already beating them. They want you to come at them full force because that's right. respect. Ironically, a lot of people think it's disrespect to run up the score. It's actually the opposite. And I'm not understanding this this viewpoint from a lot of people, not just some. There's been a lot of people I've seen on the internet and on TV that are coming against the women's team. You know, talking about Alex Morgan shouldn't have celebrated her fifth goal by counting. You know, talking about how, you know, there's a a line that needs to be drawn. Well, this is my question to you, Trevor, and I want you to help me out here a little bit to understand it because I can't understand it for the life of me. Where is the line drawn? Seven nothing? Right. Eight nothing? 
Like, you know, I keep hearing people talk about this line about, and Eddie and I watched some of these analysts talk about it, about how, you know, there's got to be a line drawn. Where is that line? Drawn? It kind of reminds me of like the NFL when they were really cracking down on celebrations. It kind of reminds me of that a little bit. And obviously not to that extent. It's a little different, obviously, with with soccer. But I remember like, remember, who was it? Uh, I think it was um, Andrew Hawkins, the receiver for the, the Cleveland Browns, where he had that, he had the receiving touchdown and they were winning and he like, robotically went and put the football down and just like walked away like a robot. I was like, that's, is that what you guys want? Like, what is it? I mean, where it's, it's, I don't know, man, it's in sports. It's, it's ruthless. It's supposed to be ruthless. I mean, we, it's proven. We love dynasties. Like you said, we love this Warriors team. We love the Miami heat team with, with LeBron. We loved the Showtime Lakers. We loved the Celtics back in the day, the bad boy Pistons, the Bulls, so on. If we, we know we love that rating show that we love that. I don't see what the big deal is, man. They're winning. You're supposed to put your foot on the throat. You're supposed to, you know, stop them. If you want them to stop celebrating on the field, stop them. That, that's your job. You're a professional team. Uh, the celebrations, I mean, you, you can say it's a bad look. And ironically, a lot of the Canadian people were coming out and talking about how that was a bad look by the U.S. when they were the fan base that was cheering on Katie's injury. But, you know, nonetheless, it's uh, – I don't know, man. It's <laughs> – it, to me, I don't, I don't see it because I come from a competitive, you know, I, we played sports girl all of our lives, you know, nothing crazy uh, on a certain level or anything, but we've always been competitive guys yeah. and we all know that it sucks to lose and you're usually sour when you're losing, especially that bad. So this is just another poor sport, sour fan base or fandom of uh, certain sects of, of fans that just want something to say. It feels very Madison Bumgarner-ish. Like it just, yeah. it just feels like, you know, do the person that is suffering the loss or right. gave up the home run is, is dictating how someone should celebrate. I've right. never understood that. I've never comprehended that. Like it's one thing if you're if you're literally taunting your opponent, right. asking for them to get upset, that's different. Mm-hmm. But if you go and watch the US women's national team, or if you watch uh, I believe it was Max Muncie from the Dodgers, yeah. he hit the home run against Bumper, crushed that it was like a four hundred and forty foot shot. Right. Put it into the ocean. Max Muncy didn't do anything that was disrespectful. Right. He literally t- put his bat down. Well, and let's be real. Him. Baseball players are like the most touchy, feely, yes. in their in their emotion kind of guys and when that's they, they give up want, a home run. I don't want to see that spread into other sports because it's bad enough it's happening in baseball. Yeah, let them live. This let is their live. professional. This is what they do for a living, man. I mean, I, if I freaking blast someone off Bumgarner, you know, I would I would have flipped the shit out of that bat. Yes. Like, <laughs> that's my, me. My but. thing is, instead of focusing on, because you notice we haven't heard anything from Thailand. Right. They have not said anything about it. Well, they're such, a gr- they're such a good group of people, you know, as far as like they're humble, you know, that's about it. But my point is the people that either suffer the loss, suffer the home run, and mm-hmm. I'm using that as an example, right, right. or suffer any of the others, they're the, on the losing side of things. Mm-hmm. I don't feel you should be the one that dictates how they celebrate because you're the one that is the reason why they're celebrating. Well, and so- soccer is such a flashy sport, you know, they're. They're known for you know, woo, and like all the loud, the you know, and running tracks. and backflips and sliding on their knees, and, and that's so, just that's what it is. I'm so glad you brought that up because this is kind of where I'm going to take it, and I, I don't care if this upsets anybody. This is exactly how I feel. Yeah. If that was the men's national team out there, oh, yeah. 14 and nothing on somebody, yeah. We're not sitting here talking. No, no, no. We're not sitting here going. Look at them boys. You oh sir. You oh sir. They're talking about the dominance. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Can they win the World Cup? That would be the conversation. Absolutely. And so because it's our ladies it's out classless there. classless ladies yes, out there. You, got, yeah. you need to be classy. You need right. To, no. Let these women do what they do. You know why? Because they fucking earn this. Dude. Absolutely. Alex Morgan and these other ladies talked about it. They said, we have waited our lives to score goals at the yeah. World Cup. How many women get, how many people get that opportunity to score World Cup goals? Right. It doesn't happen. Yeah, on the biggest stage in your sport. Right. So let them celebrate. This is their stage. This is their achievement. Let them celebrate their achievement. I don't care if it's 69 to nothing. That'd be kind of cool. But I don't (laughs) care. Just whatever the goal, the score is, I don't care if Alex Morgan has five or 15 goals. Mm. She can count them all out. Let her live. Right. Michael Jordan, at the end of his six championships, sitting there counting. You know, right, and everyone loved it, my, and, and everyone co- everyone loved it. Posted the, the Kobe Bryant gif where he's like counting, you know, and then he goes five, he gets yeah. the five. He's like, hmm, yeah, yeah. everyone loves titles. it. We're everyone loves it. Right. She's in the moment. She's in the heat of the right. moment. Where she's celebrating what just happened. Her heart's beating at 190 miles an hour. Yeah, Let if, her if I'm on the opposing team, I'm not thinking, hmm, why are they doing that? They're already beating us by a lot. I'm gonna be like, you know, <laughs> I wanna I wanna, like I wanna, yeah, I want to be like, you know what? I want to at least put one on you. Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna stop try to stop you next time. You know, we're already gonna lose but i'm not gonna let you do that again you know that's my mentality but it's i don't know man it's just the way things are perceived nowadays are so touchy and feely everything's so 
emotional, man. So well, I'm really glad we just let them live the first 10 minutes of our show talking about that. Cause I really wanted to get that off my chest. Yeah. I I've been, I've been fuming about that for quite a while and I'm glad you feel the same way. Absolutely. Flip the tables if not, but sports are boring. If you're, if you're making into that kind of stuff, man, I, it, it, it reminds me of that scene from uh, what's it called? Uh, um, uh, Longest Yard. Yeah. Both teams are trying very hard. Sportsmanship. Try, try it. it. Yes, yeah, that's, that's what it reminds me. Of. That's like the, that's what those fans are right now. It's frustrating, man. Well, we're gonna move on to another topic. Um, obviously, it feels like we missed like half the NBA Finals uh, with our show. We didn't really get to talk, but I'm kind of yeah. glad, honestly, because holy hell, was I wrong? Yeah, as an about ass these Finals. I, I don't remember exactly what your predictions were, but I, I'm pretty sure you and I both agreed. The Way one. off. <laughs> Way off. Yeah, we, yeah. we can we can have our built-in excuses and say, well, I didn't foresee KD right. blowing his Achilles. I, mean, I think that's fair. But. I didn't foresee Clay Thompson tearing his ACL in the same series. You know, right. like while they were winning, you know, and he was rolling. Right, like the worst timing possible. There's a lot that we could use as excuses, but today I don't really want to focus on the excuses. What I want yeah, to yeah. do is I want to give some praise to the Raptors, and I want to give some praise to Kawhi Leonard because that's what's that's what's deserving right now. Man. Yeah. Um, we can we can talk about the Warriors and what their future is. In fact, I want to talk about that in a second. But I really want to start. I really want to start this out and say that there's a lot of uncertainties with the Raptors' future. Uh, I don't believe Kawhi Leonard will be back, and I'm going to stand with that. I do believe he will be going to either the Clippers or somebody like that. Yeah. Um, but I, I I have to say, man, that I am very, despite the fact that those some of those fans cheered when Katie went down, which was totally classless and wrong. Despite all that. I truly believe this fan base was deserving of it because, unfortunately, they just got their heads kicked in for for years by yeah. LeBron, and they had to see their team just come up short just because LeBron was just better than them. Right. They finally get their chance. They find and Nick Nurse, all praise to the guy. Oh yeah, I man. had no expectations. And the team. ownership for you know taking the risk on Kawhi for that one year rental. I mean, yeah, I mean to, to and it worked. Make those risks and and to make unpopular opinions like let Demar trade Demar DeRozan. Right. That was a after big you just move. signed him to yes. an extension. Like yes, <laughs> the and biggest it, it slap in the out. face. It yeah. worked out so well for them. I'm happy for Kyle Lowry. I'm happy, I'm happy for Marcus Saul and Siakam and Ibaka. Mm-hmm. All these guys that have been paying their dues. Like <laughs> I seen a fan that had a sign in the in the in the crowd and it said. DeMar DeRozan died for this. Yeah, I, saw, I, saw that. Dude, I was dying, dude. He was the human sacrifice for this that's to happen. So mean, but it's so funny. I mean, that's pretty savage. The accuracy, so though, man. Oh, my but, God. But, but in all seriousness, man, like, hey, you know what? All you Raptors fans, you deserve this. Absolutely. My guy, my guy, Andrew Tyson out there, he's a big contributor to Spoken on Facebook. Uh, he's been calling my shit out because I said uh, Warriors at five. I'm not yeah. making excuses. Your kids, your, your guys won. A ring is a ring is a ring. Take it and appreciate it because I don't know if that's ever going to happen for Toronto. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? Hey, it happened. I'm very happy for you guys. Congratulations. And moving to the Warriors. Right. Because this is the most interesting part, if we can be so honest, because they have been the dynasty of the last five years. They've made the last five finals out of the West. Fuck them. Yeah. And so now there's, <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about uncertainty. Yeah, man. They're... I do believe that the Warriors are going to re-sign Klay Thompson. And I think at this point, they're probably going to give Kevin Durant a short-term deal. Because of the fact that because of the fact that he's not going to play next season, mm. if he was playing next season, he'd be gone. It's up to him, though. I, I do believe though he will be back with the Warriors next season. He won't be playing. Neither will Clay Thompson. They're saying Clay Thompson at best would probably play late April, which is right around playoff time. Mm. So that's that ten to twelve months. That's the thing. So where do the Warriors go from here? Because if they lock up Clay Thompson just alone, yeah. they, even if they spend the money on him. They can't go out and get big free agents. And Kyrie's yeah. not going there. Klay Thompson's not going not there. Not only yeah. – Jimmy Butler's saying he's going to probably stay in Philly. Yeah. So there's a like, – He needs to go to L.A., man. They, they're not going to get Kawhi. So, where, like, who are they going to – where are you going to go? Because right now, as this team is formally constructed, it's constructed yeah. with, with Steph Curry, Andre Godala, Draymond Green being yeah. your frontier players. And they have no bench depth anymore. They had to pick up Bogut just for the playoff run. He's like done. It's, yeah. Sean it's, Livingston's retired. Yeah, his knees are bad. He's bad. He's done. Yeah. So, where do they go from here? Sure, they're going to probably pick up a few, like, guys that are good, solid players. Yeah. But does this team look like a contender? Absolutely not. Absolutely they, not. They don't even, dude, they don't – contender, that's – I mean, that's a, that's a big word for them right now. I mean, are they even a playoff team next year? I don't think team. so. See, I don't, Steph's never proven that. I, I'm not saying, okay, I'm not if saying. If it's him and then Andre, Andre Iguodala, a fading, aging Andre Iguodala is your second best player. Look at the rest of the West. Offensively? I mean, yeah. Okay, like, like right now, like right now, the juggernauts of the West are now the Lakers. Denver. The, 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 yeah, Denver, I would say Houston still will be good. Oh, for what sure. They do, what they do. Chris, don't know. Chris Paul can go to LA. That can definitely happen. We can talk about we'll that. We'll talk about that in a second, yeah. for sure. Um, I would say Houston's still going to be up there. Mm-hmm. After that, I mean, you got the Blazers, who will be a good team still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got yeah. a good core still. I, dude, I, I can't name you eight teams I'd pick over the Warriors right now. The Clippers, the Clippers are a rising team, especially if they get Kawhi. So if they get Kawhi, they're 
their chances of winning a title are up to me are almost just as good as the Lakers. If, I think if, they're if, right up there. Yeah, if the Clippers because that's already a good that's game. already a good team. Because we've already seen what Kawhi can do. And with Doc a team Rivers, of just good players. Doc Rivers is one of the best coaches, yeah. if not the best coach in the game right now, besides Pop. Right, he's right up there with Malone and Pops. But yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. It, it, I don't. If it's just Steph and that and that that core, and maybe maybe Clay plays next year, maybe he doesn't. I just I feel like it's a wash already. I really do, unless they because like I said, they have no real good bench depth to kind of help and can you know because a lot of those guys are gonna have to start now um or it's at least just, rotate isn't in it's just incredible how fast things have changed yeah like we went from well we went we were, yeah we went i mean going okay how many championships can this warrior still win in the next three or four years right and is katie gonna on stay? the verge to of now, a three-peat yeah to now going mm-hmm. they may never get back to the finals again. right and like, katie or katie and clay may never be the same players yeah, again like how quickly things change I more kate more katie yeah. yeah mcl or acls are much those are like you can recover from those pretty quick, but I mean, tearing, rupturing an Achilles, especially for a guy's a guy of his height and size. Yeah. I know he's not a heavy guy, but still, balance and being seven foot, you know, that's a whole, we never see big guys really. I mean, look what look at Demarcus Cousins. His I mean, he, he looks, looks great too. Demarcus Cousins has looked great in moments, but still, he's, he doesn't look like the old guy that we saw in Sacramento, man. Yeah, so it's 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 Katie's age that concerns me, to be honest, because yeah. of the fact that I mean, he's not old. Mm-hmm. But he's he's going to be thirty two by the time he comes back. Yeah, and with that kind of injury, I just I don't Granted, think he's ever going to be the superstar he once was. See, I say that, but at the same time, I, I take it back my own words because he's the type of guy I could see definitely bouncing back just fine because of his skill set. Because he's the type of guy that doesn't have to jump very high to shoot the ball. He already shoots it way above his head, which is about almost damn near eight feet when he's releasing it, eight plus feet when he's releasing the ball. He already shoots high. I can still see him shooting and doing those little step back. We've seen it with Dirk. Dirk's shot never faded away. I mean, I know he never had a major injury like that, but he's even when he could barely walk, he's still out there draining threes. Sure. Like so, I mean, he could definitely bounce back and prove everybody wrong. But it looks pretty grim right now for that franchise, man. Yeah, and they and, and it's crazy. Honest, they had a great run. I mean, five. Years oh yeah, the all the respect to them. I mean, they did it organically for the yeah. most part, you know, until KD. So was, which which brings me to my my next conversation piece because. Boy, has there been some news out of LA in the last twenty four hours, baby man! I, I mean, we were at we were at Sky Zone celebrating our sister's birthday yesterday, mm. and I we, I get the alert, and I mean, I I kind of knew that Anthony Davis was probably going to end up in LA somehow, some way, right? But I'm going to be honest, I thought you know everybody keeps talking. I, I got to go on a little tangent here for a second. Everybody keeps talking about how the Lakers got fleeced in this deal. Hmm. Here's what I'm, and I had several texts. Several Hypoth- texts. It's only hypothetical. Yeah, everybody keeps bringing up the picks. Right. The, if you didn't know, the the, the late Los Angeles Lakers got forward Anthony Davis from the Pelicans for Brand, uh, Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Josh Hart, and three first round picks, three future first round picks, including this year's pick, which is the fourth overall. Right. So you look at that and you go, man, all they got was Anthony Davis for all of that. Well, let's look at it for a second. <laughs> Lonzo Ball has never played a season where he's played over sixty games. Right. Brandon Ingram has a blood problem, kind of like what Chris Bosh could be career doing. threatening. Could be career threatening, even though he's only twenty three years old. Right. Good players, they're good players. Josh Hart, solid bench player. I like Josh Hart. I like Josh Hart too. So that might be yeah. actually, ironically, one of the bigger losses they've had. Yeah, yeah, I but like that. When kid. we get to the picks, let's 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 calm down a little bit because everybody's been texting me going, "Dude, they gave up three first." That's picks. where it, that's where it gets hypothetical. See, this is yeah, exactly right because the the thing people need to understand about the NBA, if we're talking NFL and they give up three first round picks, that's significant. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's like okay, imagine somebody going and picking up uh, Carson Wentz, right? And they give up three first round picks and a couple players. Yeah, that's a big hole. Yeah. and you can make the legitimate case that oh, the other team that just gave up those three first round picks got fleeced. Right. But see, in this situation with the NBA, if you're not getting a top 15 pick, more than likely that's mm-hmm. not a good pick. Right. Very rarely do you see guys that are that become superstars that are not in the top 10 to 15 picks. Right. I'm not saying it doesn't happen, but it doesn't happen a yeah, lot. Yeah, yeah. And so when you look at these three first round picks, you got to look at it from two things. The 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 um the Lakers are not giving up valuable picks. And why mm. I say that confidently? Because we talk about the hypothetical. I can play the hypothetical game with you. Right. Because when LeBron was healthy last year with all these ragtag misfits players, they were on pace to win almost 50 games. Mm-hmm. Now he's got Anthony Davis and is more than likely going to get Kimball Walker or Kyrie Irving. You're talking about a top-seeded team in the yeah, West. Yeah, they're going to be bottom in the first round if they get any first-round picks. And we just forgot something. Right. Or I didn't forget, but I forgot to mention. 
They kept Kyle Kuzma, mm-hmm. who was the best of right. all these young players. The best emerging team. one, and his numbers are identical to Jason Tatum's. 19 points a game. Him and Jason Tatum's numbers are identical right I now. Think, so. I think I can make a case right now. He's the better overall player than Jason Oof, Tatum. Because Jason Tatum know. in the playoffs last year. Jason Tatum's a much better, def- much better defender. I, I can, I'll give you that. Kuzma's not really a good defender. I'll but, give you that. But Kyle Kuzma, I look at his upside. Offensively, for sure. Jason Tatum right now has been a little overrated. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Because of the fact that in the playoffs, he's been terrible. Yeah, he's yeah. He's averaging six and a half points a game. He's had moments, series. but yeah, overall is. And he's young, so yeah. he's got time to figure it out. I think I, he will be a stud. Absolutely. But right now, I, if I had to pick between those two players for this Los Angeles Lakers team, mm-hmm. I would keep Kuzma. Yeah. Straight up. I think he fits better. So yeah. not to get on a tangent on that, my point is everyone talks about so quick to, they're so quick to say the Lakers got fleeced. Think about what they have right now. Mm-hmm. A they proven have the commodity. Best in the world, LeBron yeah. James, who will be healthy and ready for next season. Mm-hmm. Anthony freaking Another Davis. top five top six guy and you have money to still go out and get a top tier free agent right and Kyle Kuzma that's four of your five starters right there mm-hmm. you go and get a couple mid-level exception guys yeah to come around maybe Kyle Corbin wants to play another year you get a couple of these older dudes that are shooters well that's a question too because they I mean do you think they go get another star caliber player or do you think they go get like you know a Trevor Reza uh, um, a couple other shooters maybe like a I don't know like a bunch of other three and D kind of guys well I'll answer it like this and we just I just only got attacked by a bug in here <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm gonna answer it like this. I don't think the Lakers are gonna have to choose. Yeah, because they because have the, no depth right now. But th- think yeah. about this for a second. The players are players aren't stupid. Mm. They smell blood in the water. Oh yeah, yeah. Think about it. They know the Warriors are down. Well, especially the shooters. I got Trevor Ariza yes. and you know, yes. a, you know, uh, uh, Seth Curry. Yes. Guys that know that LeBron is gonna get them every opportunity to hit their big shots and have right. their big moments. Right. Corver knows. And Ray Allen knows. It's been reported that Kyrie Irving has been wanting to play with Anthony Davis. Woj, 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 yes. Actually that. I saw that. And I was. I reposted. That. I was stoked, man. So if that they, happens, they it's get, over. They have choices. They can right. up or Kyrie Irving. Healthy. You can get yeah. One of those guys. This is the best team in the West. Yes. And when you bring up the whole like Trevor Ariza possibilities of these other guys that like to be spot shooters and yeah, yeah. defenders. They're not going to have to choose because those guys will take less money to play. They've seen it yeah, yeah. times in Cleveland. Guy Richard Jefferson and Kyle Korver mm-hmm. and Channing Fry. They all. That's play. why I think Trevor Reza is perfect because he's a perfect three and yes. D guy. Yes. He, he plays Wait. a really still a good defender. Yes. You know, so I I don't know, man. I don't know what they're going to do exactly. I would love to see Kyrie, um, but his attitude lately has been really bothering me, and that he he made a mess of what he could have had in Boston. Um, I really wanted them to go after Bradley Beal in a trade, some kind of trade, but they, that's obviously not going to happen now because I thought Bradley Beal would have been a perfect, for LeBron, yes. a perfect guy to play with LeBron. Because yeah. um, not only can he offensively take care of games, he's a good defender, and he's one of the best three point shooters in the game. But he's under a pretty hefty contract over there in Washington, so he's probably going to stick around unless somebody comes and swoops him up somehow. But right. well, Kemba is probably not going to happen either. The way it's looking. Well, Kemba's got this weird thing where he said that he's willing to take less money, but. But I think Charlotte has more money than L.A. right now yeah. to pay him more. And this more. really just comes down to the fifth year. And we're yeah. being honest here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really just comes down to the fifth year. And he can actually get more money up front with the Lakers if you break it right down. Right, front-loaded, yep, right. for so, sure. And look, the way I see it is like it's like this. Everyone has been hounding on the Lakers. They said they made the wrong choice bringing in LeBron. No one wants to play with them. But, I mean, unfortunately, we haven't had a chance to talk on the podcast lately. But if you follow me on Twitter or on Facebook, um, you, you've seen what I've been saying. I know, Trevor, you've probably been echoing the same sentiments that – the Lakers have been a mess, but mm-hmm. not where it matters the most. Yeah. Their star player. LeBron has not been in the news. He's not been causing any drama. He's been staying quiet, and he's been recruiting. Right. You go and get star players. Yeah, it still players, gets all the hate. Somehow. All of a sudden, it doesn't matter if it's been a mess. Right. I mean, the Warriors have been a mess at times, but they still win. Well, yeah, you had Draymond talking shit to KD. Like, we won without you. We didn't need you when yeah. he was the one that called KD. I mean, for Christ's sake, Trevor. Right. I mean, the, the so Patriots, bizarre. The Patriots had their own having a problem with a masseuse situation and juniper yeah and they win the super bowl yeah you can oh, yeah, be a yeah. mess right right but if your players take care of business your coaches take care of business it doesn't matter mm. and i know frank vogel's not a great coach he's a good fit i think not, he's not a bad coach yeah yeah, yeah. he's, he's a, a and the coach. thing i like about him the most is he's a defensive-minded exactly. coach and that's what lebron needs he needs a defensive-minded coach to go get his guys you get a good defensive perimeter a good perimeter defense because ad we all know ad is going to take care of that rim protecting He's one of the best rim protectors in the game and can play up top too if you need him to. He's amazing. Um, but yeah, Frank Vogel and, and Jason Kidd too. I like J- I like the higher Jason Kidd. I said it from the beginning. I like I know a lot of people don't think he, he hasn't been the greatest head coach, obviously. Or but, head case. Uh, but yeah, true. He he's been unstable, that's for sure. But I like his attitude towards the game. And I think he's he's obviously one of the greatest minds we've seen playing. Him, him and LeBron, him and LeBron will mesh well, I believe, because they're both kind of like 
they like that nasty. They're both very high, high IQ guys, and I think that'll be that'll be good for LeBron because I think he can draw up a lot of good plays for LeBron. I just, I just, I just really hope that you guys remember this episode because. Although it yep. did not go well last year, and it did not, and I right. will not make any excuses. I even held that L because Eddie gave it to me, mm-hmm. or he, he told me because I said the Lakers would make the playoffs. Yeah, I was very high on that team. Well, imagine how much more higher I am on this team. I'm yeah. Bob Marley high on this team. Yeah. I would say that right now because of the fact that they have superstars, and they have they're going to get another one. And you're mm-hmm. going to have three. And every time LeBron's had a big three, was he done? He's right. gone to the finals. Right, right, right. So I mean, that's my point. It's going to be big, and I think for these next two to three years, I think the Lakers are going to be in the finals. I, I know that sounds that's way ahead of the. Of no, schedule. no, no, that's not crazy at all. It's not crazy at all because not just because of what they're adding, and it's am- the Warriors have been. Deducted. It's just amazing how the window opened up so wide in yeah. a matter of a, a week. That's what I was just saying, right? A week, man. Like how quickly things like, change. It, this is LeBron. If, if LeBron ever had a moment and a chance to like really shut the haters up again. It's like the ultimate moment is right now, man. With KD going down, he's being gone for a year. Your biggest and Clay Thompson. Yeah, I mean, but your biggest obstacle that's ever, that's been in your way for the last few years has been KD. They smell blood, right? And, so and we talk about the West real quick. We talk about the West being so strong. There's been one team in the last half decade that has made it out of the out of the West. Mm. Yep. Let's be honest. And then before that, the Spurs three or four years, or two or four, two or three years. Right. So it wasn't like the West has been just full of parity. No, the West has been dominated by one and two franchises. And I'm not, yeah, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, I'm not going to say that. Like this is a this year is already it's 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 not up for debate. It's definitely there's the West is still very much strong, Especially and there's still a lot of moves I think they're going to be made from other teams as well. Oh, yeah. with the Clippers in mind, um, and Denver's still. I think Denver's going to improve on last year. I think they were damn near ready to make a big splash this year, but they they fell short. And they still have a lot of inexperienced guys. But Murray is coming around as a great player, and I think that they they still have a big shot. And like you said, with the Portland Trailblazers. Obviously, Dame's one of the best in the game. So it'll be a very competitive West, but I definitely see what other moves they make here, build some depth, get some 3 and D guys around LeBron, maybe get another star, Kyrie, or you know somebody. They need to get a point guard. I mean, they definitely need another point guard, whether a scoring kind of – maybe bring back Rondo. I think bringing I, I back Rondo is, too. is I mean, a good that, move. That was before I really took in consideration the fact they still have so much cap space yeah. that they can still go well, and he has, he, And he already has experience with LeBron and AD. Yeah. You know what I mean? And he's not old. He's and he can run the offense. This year. Right. Uh, my point is, I just think that I think the Lakers are going big. I, I really do. You give up three first round picks like that for yeah. Anthony Davis. He's not the only thing you're going after. Yeah. So you're going to go give up that for Anthony Davis. You have free agent money you can still spend. Mm-hmm. You have two prolific superstar talent yeah. point guards out there in their primes, and Kyrie and Kemba. Mm-hmm. You got to go get one of them. You got. You know. And, and yeah. if, if you're asking me which one I would take, I would take Kyrie just because of the yes. camaraderie he has. With well, he already LeBron. has a ring with LeBron. And yeah. he wanted to play with AD. Right. But if you can get Kemba, that's not a loss. Dude, average almost 27. No, 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 no. I just don't think Kemba's going anywhere. I don't. That's the vibe I've been getting. Like, I, which with, would be unfortunate. Which is from – Right, right. He would you think Michael Jordan running that show, you'd think he'd be like, oh, yeah, I trade and make the worst move possible for that franchise. The best move for that franchise is to keep him there but because he's the only one putting asses in seats. But him, 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 him saying he wants to stay there and win is just kind of comical, but – and I get it. You want loyalty and everything. Get your popcorn ready, people, because the Lakers will be the Showtime Lakers again. Absolutely. So when we get back, guys, uh, we're gonna actually going to get back to some local stuff. We're going to talk some Chiefs because there's a lot to talk Ooh, about. man. And I've really been looking forward to this one. So the next segment, we're going to talk about some Tyree Kill news, developments. We're going to talk about Chris Jones. Or we're going to talk about Patty Mahomes. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff, guys. So be ready for that. We'll get back to that after this. Midcoast Modern is a Kent City focus on modern, handmade, and small brands. A resource for design-centric home goods, apparel, jewelry, artwork, and limited edition gifts. We support makers, artists from the Midcoast, and bring in goods from makers, artists around the U.S. to offer a unique selection. Commandeer is Kansas City's alternative apparel brand. They make unique Kansas City-themed clothing and accessories with a counter-cultural appeal. Find them online at commandeerbrand.com or follow them at commandeerbrand on Instagram or Facebook. Casey Hard Goods is the brainchild of local Kansas City degenerate Scott Reinerson. Born from a passion of old materials and custom designs, specializing in reclaimed wood, burned art, and signs, and upcycled leather wallets and accessories. Follow Casey Hard Goods on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we are back here on the Spoken Podcast with your host Lance Twidwell here in the Casey Beardco Studios with my guy Trevor Twidwell. What up? And again, if you uh, did not hear the first segment, if you wanted to get right to the chief stuff, totally get it. Uh, Eddie Ortiz is not here with us today. He's out with his family, which I totally understand seeing it's kind of like Father's Day. So um, it's unfortunate that we had to postpone our show until today, but we promise, guys, we'll be getting back on our in our rhythm on every Friday 
getting you our shows. Uh, like I said, I just have had some uh, life altering uh, changes and it's been a good thing. Don't, don't get me wrong. It's nothing bad. I promise you guys, I just moved from one city to another. He's currently in transition. In tra- <laughs> I'm in, I'm in, yeah. Current trans <laughs> things are, things are solid. Uh, so yes, we're back guys. And we're really glad to be glad to be here. And so we don't want to waste any more time because we want to talk about our favorite team. And I know this is why you guys get on here to hear our horrible takes, or at least my horrible takes about the chiefs. And so yes. let's get right to it. So last couple of weeks, there's been some big news and I mean, big, uh, there's been some things I have been I have been told, and I cannot. I, I swore I would not say anything because um, it's pretty significant, and everybody will find out what exactly it's about. Because we all feel like we know exactly what's going on with this Tyree Kill situation. Yeah, Trevor and I have been on both sides of the spectrum. Probably feels like three or four times. Oh man, what a roller coaster it's been! It has been without a question. That's yeah. an understatement. And needless to say, I'm just I've been tired. I've been exhausted. I tweeted out when. Um, when we found out that there was there's more to the story than Tyree Kill, when I, after I had said numerous times I wanted him off my team, I said on Twitter, I'm not giving an opinion until I know the facts and I know all the facts that need to be known. Well, we are there. <laughs> we are finally there. And it's much different than I was anticipating. I was of the belief that Tyree Kill was this horrible person that did things to his son that needs to be off our team. We dedicated an entire show right, to right. it. I mean, you um, both made videos and, you yeah. know, it's it's – it, it was rough. Yeah. It was a yeah. rough time because, regardless of and, and and I had people come after me after after this all went down, say, "Man, you really attacked his character." The thing about it is, in moments like that, when I know a child's being harmed, I don't really mm. give a shit if I am being reactionary or not. Some emotional impulses if, take yeah, over. If man. there's a possibility yeah. that someone's hurting their child, I don't care if I'm wrong. I, I just want to make sure that child's okay. And if that guy was harming his kid, I want him off my team, no matter how great he is. I don't care if it's Patrick Mahomes. Right. If he's harming a child, if he's harming his child, I I just don't want you on my team. Right. So. That's that's where we were. The, the fact is now there is so much more that we have found out. And like I said, you guys will find out some of the stuff that I have been told by people I do trust. Mm. Uh, I haven't even told Trevor about most of it yet. But the fact remains, yeah. we're not where we, we're not where we thought we would be when it comes to the d- development of where Tyreek Hill is going to be, whether he's going to be on this team or not, whether he's going to get suspended or not. We went from him being cut to him being suspended half the season, to now we don't even know if he's going to get suspended. I do believe he'll probably get some sort of suspension just yeah. because of the NFL conduct. Between two to six games more than likely. I would say probably two I would say two to four. That's that's my belief. I don't think they're going to keep him out for almost half the season right. for something he actually didn't do. Mm-hmm. But because of NFL conduct policies, I do think they'll give him a, ma- a minimum of two games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, But regardless, I mean, if we're being honest here as fans, mm-hmm. this is great news. Mm-hmm. Beca- not just as people, but as, as fan fans. Of this, yeah. Yes, because at the end of the day, we are fans and we want the talented players out out there mm-hmm. so now that we know that there isn't there isn't Tyreek Hill isn't didn't do what we thought he did or what we were told he did by multiple news sources that need to be holding some L's right. like pro football talk Mike Florio yeah, yeah, yeah. and like the Kansas City star and Brooke Pryor and all these people that were so eager just to get a story out so they can get their clicks they didn't actually do the, their their uh um, research in KCTV TV or let it play out, out of it either you guys yeah. belong you guys belong in the L category as well but <laughs> The point remains, we are in a different position than I thought we were. And I'm actually very happy for Tyreek, for his family, for his son, and for his career. Because I do believe that his career is going to be a lot brighter than we thought it would be. Mm-hmm. So I want to get your thoughts on this, Trevor. What did, what did you take away from the last couple of weeks, man? Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously the biggest thing is uh, the kid's health and the sanity of the family. And I'm pretty sure it's being confirmed that Tyreek and, and, um, and Crystal are separated more than likely for good which is probably for the betterment of the child. I'm not sure who's going to have full custody of the child or if there's going to be a full custody, if that's going to be shared, I'm sure it's going to be shared. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I'm glad I never like fully jumped the gun and said, Tyreek Hill's done. I want him gone. I don't want him on my team. I, I, I kind of left it. I know I made my video, but I, and I was very emotional too, because I immediately thought of my kids and my son, who was the same age as his. And it affected me pretty hard emotionally. And, um, yeah, I was very angry when I was when I thought I knew what I knew. And I text you when I text you guys when that audio first came out. And I'm like, dude, I told you. I had a feeling he did it. I had a feeling he's the culprit. You know, my emotions were taking over at that in that moment just because that's how I would react if something happened to my kid or, you know, I would want to know. Um, things have played, the cards have been played out, you know, and we see, you know, what's actually happening and it, the tables have turned. The, you know, everything's flipped on its head right now. So, um, it's a weird position for us as fans to be in right now. Um, not only as fans of the game, but just, you know, fans of Tyreek and, you know, wanting to see him in his livelihood, you know, we've cheered for him and the second chance in life that he's had, you know, because we had every, every people where everyone was passing on him in the draft because of his past, you know, and it's, 
we everything was trending in his life, you know, toward you know he got he made he engaged Crystal, he got engaged to Crystal, you know, he's raising his kid together with her, and you know, it just it sucks, man. It sucks seeing that this this to even exist, the situation that we even have to talk about. But my opinion, man, I mean, it it's been he's pretty much in the clear as far as the criminal side of it. I know there's the whole other side of it with the family issue and all that, but um, yeah, man, I, it's it's good to see his name cleared. Um, I hope the best for him. I know there's still a lot of people that are going to hate on him regardless because there's a cognitive block in their brains and they think, you know, whatever, because just because of his past, you know, he can't be innocent. Um, and that's unfortunate. But I'm as a fan, obviously, I'm stoked because we're going to have our number one weapon back um, more than likely. But, yeah, I mean, all I can hope is the kid's safety, the kid's, you know, he lands with whoever the law thinks is the best, you know, guardian. Um, and if that's neither one of them, you know, so be it. You know, so he put him in a foster family. You know, if that's what's best for the kid, in my mind, um, do what they got to do. Um, but my guy Tyreek, man, I love him. I've always loved him. I want to see him do the best, and I hope, I hope he can just learn. You know, getting her out of his life. I know that a lot of females might get upset about that. That she, you know, we're kind of crapping on her, but it, it kind of is what it is, man. She's she the you know the the, the investigation has been not looking so good on her. Um, you know, and she might be a little crazy. Uh, a little, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it is what it is, man, and I hope everything just settles the way it should. Yeah, the the, the thing I feel, and, and, you know, guys like Tyreek are never going to hear stuff like this. They right. Don't, they don't really care what us, us schmucks have to say, but... For sure. There is a, there is a certain level of, uh, you know, I mean, I feel very apologetic about what, you know, because you have to own up what you say. Yeah. And, and that's something that, especially when we're doing things like this, when you record yourself and you put yourself, your, your words and opinions out there, you have to, you have to face the music, man, when you're wrong. Mm. And I was very, like I said, I, I didn't, right. I was torn because of the fact that I didn't want to feel that way towards Tyreek, but I felt that way. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I put it on Twitter. I was like, this is something, this is a learning lesson for me. Cause even at 31, we're all I'm slaves to the so moment. Much. We're yeah. all slaves to the moment, man. Yeah. And, and I, and I trusted news sources way too quickly. And I think mm. this taught me a value, a very valuable lesson as, as a, as a person, as a man that mm. you don't, you do not jump the gun with your opinion when it comes to something this significant. And mm. that's something I did. And, and, and you can, you know, own what you did, like you said you did, yeah. you know, and, and but I'm going to own mine. Yeah. And I'm going to tell all the Chiefs fans out there that are listening to this, like, don't do what I did mm. because that is, it's, it's, it's incriminating to somebody you don't even know for sure deserves to be incriminated. Mm -hmm. And we didn't know that for sure. And now we know that the truth. And like I said, there's some stuff that's about to come out. You guys are all going to find out that I've already been told. And when you find out, you're going to feel exactly how I feel. And you're going to see why I feel the way I do. But basically just, just remember this, that when you don't know somebody personally, and you don't know the the full intent of, of the, the full scale of their situation, let it play out. Mm. Please do that because you don't want to be sitting here like I am right now, apologizing about something you should have never have. Well, too, and you got to understand that the guy's, the guy's character has been totally dismantled because we, me and you both know, me and you are very, we like to read into everything. We're very skeptical. To a fault. To yes. A fault, yes. To a fault sometimes, but the majority of people take almost everything at face value. So this whole you know, multiple month long investigation and, and, and situation that's been going on. Most people have already written them off, you know, maybe not local people. A lot of local people might obviously have more information, but as far as the overall, yeah. you know, scale of everything, everyone's going to already know everyone's going to stop and they've already had their opinions made. And it just sucks for him because that's going to give him a bad rep with the, the, probably the majority of people, you know, just because of his past and everything that's going on right now. So it just sucks for him. And he, he's definitely going to be owed a lot of apologies. Oh, man. no doubt. Yeah. And, and I think that the local media, uh, I think that pro football talk and, and others, others, I don't want to name anybody else without yeah. knowing for sure what they said. But I do know that Mike Florio has really made an ass of himself in this situation mm. and he needs to apologize. He hasn't and he won't. Jason Lockenfora. I mean, no one, no one expects that douchebag to do anything different. Uh, there's, there's others that I can name that they're not even worth it. The point is, is that, we live in a society, and I don't want to be the old the old guy reflecting, but we do live in a society where people are more concerned about the clicks and the reaction. Everything's than reactionary. The truth, than the truth. Yeah, and when the sure. truth comes out, it's usually different than what we assumed. And again, I have to I have to be willing to admit that. And that's what I did. And because you know, this team needs a lot to me, I'm not making excuses for myself. But this outside of my family and 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 the people I love, mm. Chief, the Chiefs are very important to me. I mean, mm -hmm. that's the, they come they come very close after Absolutely. that. Absolutely, I love this team. We do an entire podcast primarily to talk about them. You know, mm -hmm. like I've gotten to know you know players. I've gotten to know their families. Like I said, I just got done talking to Pat Senior this morning. Like 
this stuff matters mm-hmm. to me. It's a part of my life and it's part of Trevor's life and Eddie's life and uh, Clay's life and Shane's life. Like all of our friends that, that do these shows with us and, yeah, yeah. you know, Kent and, and Craig and all the guys at Arrowhead Pride, we dedicate time of our lives to do this stuff. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it does matter. And it's not just that we watch the games on Sunday. So it's in our DNA, man. Stuff. It's definitely in our DNA. It's yes. not something we just do as a hobby. It's definitely a part of us. So. Right. So I just wanted to address that. And, and I know, like, I know we're late to the party, obviously. My 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 fault on that as well. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm holding a lot of responsibility today. But the point remains that we wanted to address this because I've had a lot of people ask me, you know, my thoughts on it. I've talked to people, but I wanted to get it out there on air mm. so you guys could hear this on our podcast. And I'm glad Trevor got to voice his opinion on it because when I told him last week we weren't going to be able to do our show, yeah. I wanted him to still go live and express his thoughts because I knew he had a lot. Well, of we them. can do a whole show on this. Yes, we can. We, we really and we could. can still continue, but yeah. we're not because we're actually going to talk about another chief that is uh, kind of in a, in a stalemate, if you will, with the with the organization. Chris Jones has been reported that he is. Um, Deba- not debating, but in the midst of a, a negotiation battle with the Chiefs. I don't mm. want to call it a battle, but they're in a ne- negotiation right now. A back and forth, And yeah. it comes down to the guaranteed money. Mm. Now, what the amount of guaranteed money will be, I don't know. I'm anticipating his contract is going to be roughly around 110 to $117 million in total, mm. which means that his guaranteed money is going to probably be in the 80s to high 80s, which is a ton of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy's not even 24 yet, and we can go down the list again. We've talked about him a million times. The point is, and Trevor will agree to me, agree with me on this, the Chiefs have to sign Chris Jones, and the Chiefs will sign Chris Jones. Mm-hmm. Do I like the way things are going right now? No, I do not. But one thing I do appreciate is the fact that the Chiefs are being calculated with their assessments, with their risks, because they understand it is a risk. You're spending that kind of money on yeah. a player that's not uh, – I mean, he's a pass rusher, but he's not an outside linebacker or anybody like that, like a Von Miller or a Frank Clark, like they just spent big money on. Right. And he's not a quarterback. Yeah. So there is the risk that you have to assess, and I get it. It's not like John Dorsey, which is the reason he lost his job in Kansas City, where you're waiting too long to spend money on guys, and then all of a sudden you're blowing big money on guys that are no longer what they right. once were. That's the problem that John Dorsey had. The Chiefs are in prime position right now with Chris Jones because of the fact he's still so young. Right. So this contract, if they were to sign, let's say, to a five-year deal right now, he would be at age going into age 30 when this contract would end, which is perfect timing. That's the time to sell. If yep. you wanted to separate. Now, right. furthermore, Brent Veach does something that I really love, and I'm sure other GMs do it, but I can only recognize it because he's our GM here and I follow him more closely, is the fact that he does a lot of these uh, first three years, he front loads contracts. Mm-hmm. Sammy Watkins. Yeah, either yeah. you sign a three-year deal or he gives you a five-year deal and sign the first three years, heavy guaranteed money in those first three years. Right. So if after that year three, you're not what you once were, then get rid of you. Right. So I'm assuming that's what Chris Jones is probably looking out after. Like, hey, I don't want you guys to try to ax me at year 28, mm-hmm. you know, when I got all my guaranteed money out. So they're probably trying to figure that's out. That's a security, where, a security yes. blanket. Yeah. So I totally get it. My point is, I just don't want to, the only concern I have is I don't want to see the Chiefs uh, stall it too long. Oh, Chris Jones, too, because it takes two. Yeah, he's going to lose money. Chris so, Jones is losing yes, money every time. But you know? more than that, he is going into a new system. Mm-hmm. And he does have a ton of new coaches. This it's a whole new defense with new teammates. Yeah. They got to get that chemistry down because he is the most he is the most important piece to this defense. We yeah. with Frank. It's uh, it's simple there. to me. We have to have Chris Jones this year. He was the most important defensive player last year, like and not even close. And having him with this defense and this new angry scheme that we're going to have going in with Spags, he's the perfect guy. He's the loud mouth of the defense, man. He's the guy that's going to be getting. He's he's the guy that's going to be barking at the quarterbacks and the opposing teams. He's the one that's going to be you know, you know, foaming at the mouth trying to get to him. It's, it's the guy you want. Him and Frank Clark together is absolutely terror terrorizing, terrifying to the rest of the league. Nobody, this, nobody, <laughs> yeah, nobody in this league wants that. So we have to keep the that we have to have him this year. He's the most important right, most important piece right now to to pay. Um, it's not even close. Obviously, Pat will get his next year or so, but. Um, yeah, we got to figure it out. And the, you know, I know the reports have been that they're like 20, 20 ish million apart uh, as far as the agreement goes. I know he wants his money. But the question is do, do, do you think he deserves Aaron Donald type money? Well, the way I look at it is that the market value of a player. That's how I always look at it. If, is he Aaron Donald? No. No. But is he right below Aaron Donald? Yes. I mean, he's, had, he's had one really good year. I would say 2017 was a damn good year. It was too. good, but I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't 15 and a half. Yes. Sacks, so, I mean, the last year could have been, could have been his, his, his peak breakout year and we could never see something like that again. But I, I don't think that's the case, yeah. but I mean, we've seen that before with players, if he was especially in his position. If he was 27, 28 years old right now, I would totally agree with you. And honestly, yeah. I would probably be reluctant to the Chiefs giving him a long term. It just kind of makes me scared. Like, cause we've seen guys like yeah. Indominus Sue get paid. Yeah. 
and totally fizzle out. And Dominican Sue was one of the biggest before Aaron, he was Aaron Donald before Aaron Donald. You know, he was that kind of guy before Aaron Donald. We don't really see a lot of guys in that position get that many sacks and get to the quarterback that often. The other side of that with like with the comparison of Dominican Sue, mm. although a dominant player at times, mm-hmm. he's had injury problems and he has true. a horrible attitude. Problem. True, true, true. So that's that's the other side. He's been suspended. Chris Jones has been his nose has been clean. Right. He's never missed a game in his career. And, and, and he's and everybody loves the guy. He has had health issues though, and big moments. Okay, uh, in the AFC Championship, he did not show up. Right, and he he did get technically hurt. Yeah, and we he missed. Was the only one that touched Tom Brady. Right, <laughs> and, but yeah, I mean, it showed how much we needed him on that last drive. Right. But yeah, we've talked about yes. this. I'm not going to hold that against him. No, 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 no. I'm just saying he has had his little, you know, his little issues. He's made some bonehead plays when you know, like bang, banging the back of guys' legs and st- little stupid stuff like that. But in the heat of the moment, I get it. Um. Yeah, we got to pay the guy. We got to have him at least, you know, at least for this year. If you want to sell him, you know, in the next couple of years or something, so be it. This is our window is right now. Yeah. We've never had the best window. I've never seen a window for this franchise this big, this open as right now. Right. It's it, perfect, man. Look, I mean, look at this defense right now and tell me that you're not excited. I mean, right. I, yes, they had a lot of work to do and they still probably do. Yeah. But look, I mean, first of all, you ask Bob Sutton. Replace him with an experience. I mean, the, 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 the jury's still out about Spagnola, what he really is. Mm-hmm. fact is, he is better than Bob Sutton. I don't care. He's a proven him. winner. I don't care anyone who says. And then you you get rid of old weight. You get, yeah. a, get rid of a one-trick pony in D4, which is fine. And then you go and replace those guys. With, you get rid of Eric Berry. Like I said, you get rid of Justin Houston, which I love Justin Houston. It was time. Mm-hmm. And you go and replace those guys with Frank Clark and yes. Tyron Matthew. And, now, and you re-sign, You will be resigning Chris Jones. You go and get Damian Wilson. You go and get uh, uh, um, uh, uh, Rashad Breeland. Yep. Like you're adding pieces that are going to progress you. Mm-hmm. That's the point. Like Kendall Fuller was stacked. huge. Yes, Kendall. Keeping Kendall. And I'm Fuller, pretty sure we'll hang on to him too. He'll, he'll get some. He'll be moved back in the slot. Probably. Yes. So like, where he's, he's comfortable. This defense is completely different, and they're only going to get better because yeah. they couldn't be. Anymore. And the best part of Chris Jones, man, the, as far as a fan side looking at it, the guy loves it here. He wants to be a part of this. He loves Patrick Mahomes. You know, and and obviously him and Kelsey are good buddies. They get along, you know. So it, you want to keep that camaraderie, that morale for this team, you know, carry on what we, what we built on from last year. And he's a big part of last year, maybe the biggest out, you know, outside of Patrick Mahomes, the biggest part of this team. Right. That's the, that, and that's why I have to ask, like, if the Chiefs were really even, because I don't think they are, but let's say they really were, like, debating whether they're going to sign Chris Jones or not yeah. long term. The question you have to ask, and it's really a simple question that I think everybody has asked once or twice about this is, well, which one is going to cost you more, paying him or not? Right. Because if Absolutely. you don't pay Chris Jones, someone else will. Right. And then you got to figure out who you're going to tandem him with, with Alex, with well, uh, with the uh, uh, Ogba and yeah. Alex Okafor and Frank Clark, those, because those guys yeah. aren't pass rushers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Those are run stopper guys. Right. And they're the guys that will bat the ball down. So Chris Jones, Chris Jones Clark. is, he's terrifying. Yes. Teams are literally scared of him. And Frank Clark, too. Those are two guys that teams are literally scared of. You can have, They're J.J. Watt-esque type players that people are literally scared of. You can have potentially the best front seven in football. Yes, and that's the thing. That's And, and, and having Chris Jones and not having Chris Jones is, could keep us from being a you know a top 25 defense to being a top 12, top 10. Because those are the two possibilities with and without him. So I want to be a top 10 defense, and I think he's a guy that can definitely push us over that edge. Oh, I, I, and that's why if, if you t- us two can figure this out, yeah. you got to think that Brett Veach and Andy Reid and all these other guys in the front front office know this stuff. Right. So, yes, they're going to come to an agreement. I don't know when. I'm, gonna, I'm assuming it's going to be sometime in July, right around training camp starting up. I think they're going to make sure he's there for training camp because I think the first day of training camp is July 27th, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So, And that's, by the way, my girlfriend's birthday. So – that's gonna be a great day. <laughs> I got Shout out. And I gotta go take her out. So no, but um, if I yeah, I think full confidence because Brett Beach. I have I have full confidence in Brett Beach. I think that this last draft was 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 significant considering. Yeah. You know, you got to add Frank Clark into that draft. This is a part of negotiation, fun. man. This is kind of how it works. Yeah, I, I definitely. I don't think there's any bad blood. No. I don't think there's anything like that. I just no, think- there's been a lot of speculation. I think we got to stick to where we're at, and where we're at is Chris Jones wants to be a chief. Mm-hmm. The Chiefs wants the Chiefs want Chris Jones. They're gonna get him signed. Need it's, it's, there's there's their side, there's his side, and you got to meet in the middle somewhere. That's called business. Right. You're just gonna have to figure out that number that works perfectly. He's probably not gonna get exactly what he's looking for, but I guarantee you they're gonna give him a big signing bonus. They're gonna he's gonna get a ton of guaranteed money. He's gonna end up being he's gonna be happy because he's gonna be on a Super Bowl favorite team as well because mm. he loves playing with Patty. And quite frankly, right. we need him on this defense. Absolutely. He knows the value. So um, that's where we're at right now, guys. Um, there's a lot of other things we could talk about with the Chiefs, but right now I actually like to get to our favorite segment. 
And Trevor knows it. Unfortunately, Eddie won't be here to give us the fill in the cracks, but we will get back to that next week. But Trev, what is it called? Hold this L. It's time to hold this L. I want you to do me a favor and hold this L. Somebody's got to hold that L. <laughs> the who? The her. I'm talking like caps lock L L L L L L L L Cool J stuff. Hold that L. <laughs> Good God, man. Hold this gigantic, <gasps> veiny, pulsating oh L. Man, you are one pathetic loser. You ignorant bastard. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, hold Sorry. this L. Hold this L brought to you by Casey Beard Co. 100% organic ingredients, 100% organic manliness. Since 2014, we have been providing you with the skin care and the beard care that you need to use every single day. CaseyBeardCo.com. Check it out. All right, Trev. So we're here. Yeah. Our favorite, our favorite part of the episodes every week. It's always, for me, like you guys, we always talk before the shows and we're like, Man, I don't know if I have one. Like, mm-hmm. bro, I'm like going through a Rolodex. Yeah, yeah. Like different ones over I just, for me, I'm always like, man, I want to have a really good one. So yeah. I always want like a really good one yeah. and like something that I know that a lot of you guys wouldn't have, but right. it's hard to find some. Sometimes uh, there's, there's good energy. weeks. Yeah. yeah, there's good weeks and there's bad weeks. But I want to give one to Eddie just for not being here. Yeah. I mean, even though it's Father's Day and he's doing the right thing, I still not scared. <laughs> so Trev, who uh, who's old? I'm just week? gonna start mine off with a quote. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone will know as soon as I start reading who it is. Um. The quote is goes like this. I guarantee, like I say again, it will be the worst move the Lakers ever did in their life, and they will never win another championship. <laughs> At the bottom, I'm just going to put a, a dash and then LeVar Ball there. <laughs> so, yeah, my L, my Lul, goes to LeVar Ball. Um, never lost. Yeah, man. Um, it's just like – Originally, but at the very beginning of all this, the whole ball family thing started happening. I, I kind of enjoyed it. It was entertaining. I appreciated what he was trying to do for his kids. You know, I spoke it into existence and all this nonsense. Like, yeah, I get it. But for him to come out and like really try to <laughs> one up and, and strong arm the Lakers organization, like he had, I mean, he's been pretty much shut out from the Lakers organization since a lot of that stuff started happening. LeBron had to end up taking Lonzo under his wing. And he's really going to try to act like, the Lakers are screwed now because they lost Lonzo. I mean, I, I get it. Lonzo could become a very good player. No doubt. He could become a Jason Kidd. No doubt. That could be, he could, he could become, I do too. I love his game. He's a very good defender um, and, and a very good, you know, distributor of the ball and is getting a, becoming a better scorer. Um, still has work to do though and still has to maintain health. Um, his frame may not hold up very well in the league. He beca- he could become a, um, this could be, become a trend for him, you know, um, granted, I think his younger brother is going to be better than he is as far Ooh, as scoring the ball. That's hot take. But I, I think the kid's stunned. I think he's getting better. Um, anyways, that's a hot take. Yeah, um, I just think it, it is what it is. It's from my, my basketball eye. I think he's a better player with the basketball. Um, Extremely inefficient, but I'll let you. Have no, it. I'm talking about just becoming a pure scorer of, yeah, the, of the game. Okay. Maybe not a better passer. That's obviously not. And maybe, but I just think he he he'll transition better into today's game. I got you. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is just another notch on Lavar's uh, idiocy belt. Um, I just don't get it, man. The guy is trying to, <laughs> trying to. I mean, he's making this AD move into a bad thing because they replaced Lonzo and a couple other guys that may be good players in this league with 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 Anthony Davis. And it's just this is like the most petty you can get. No, the, the Lakers are never going to win a championship again. Really? That you're going to go out and say that? It's just like, it's like the the guy is just grabbing the headlines. He's just grabbing the attention. And if I'm Lonzo, this is embarrassing, man. I mean, I know he's been embarrassed probably numerous times with a lot of quotes that have happened, but this is like, this like takes the cake. Lonzo's already kind of humiliated because he's, he got let go from the team. He's always wanted to play for his hometown team. And now he's stuck in New Orleans, which could be become a very good team. That team is stacked. Right, with they could talent, man. they could become a very, especially if they trade that fourth round pick or that fourth that fourth pick for another solid player, maybe a Beal or something like that. Um, but they could become a very good team in, overnight in the next season or two. Um, but yeah, man, it's like he's already he, Lonzo's already gone. He's already kind of in the dumps because he's he, he's not going to be playing with his idol LeBron, which is not probably ideal for LeBron. I'm sure LeBron wanted to find a way to keep him there. Probably if any of the players, I know he liked Lonzo a lot. Um, but just to go out there and say, yeah, uh, this is the worst move that the franchise has ever made. 
This and, and at loss and the Lakers are never gonna win a championship again. You remember that one that would be like eighty million dollars to Lou Albang? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Timothy Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, and I think it's funny. The fun just to add to that too. I think uh, Shaq um, tweeted him, or I think it was on Twitter or Instagram. He said second worst. But oh, <laughs> yeah. talking about when they oh, let him yeah. go, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just yeah, man. Um, Lavar Ball, man, is constantly. I mean, he, he could be a L every week. Yep. Um, we can do that. Yeah, I mean, we just have yeah. like an additional hold, hold this Lavar. I'm sure yeah. Lavar's gonna say some stupid shit next. Yeah, week, yeah, so. yeah. It's just I feel I just feel for Lonzo because yeah. I do like Lonzo as a player a lot. And I think he's gonna have a bright, a decently bright future if he can stay healthy and, and grow as a player. Um, if his dad can just shut up, but yeah, man, his dad is just making it's making it worse. That's 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 just salt on the wound for him. Now you're gonna act like the the, the possibly the greatest franchise in NBA history is never gonna win a ring again, especially with the move they just make, right? With the dynamic, maybe the best duo in the NBA right now, and they're never gonna win a ring. It's like he's gonna look like it's such an ass when they win when they do win a ring with this squad. It's just like, come on, man, it's embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for him. Yeah. It's like it's so like monotonous now, it's becoming it's just a a charade it is. now. So yeah, Lavar Ball, you can go ahead and uh, hold, hold this sale. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm really glad you used him because of the fact it's that bad. I think he got his son traded. To be honest with you, I do think that. Well, yeah, it's and, drama. And I don't think LeBron, Baggage. I don't think LeBron got those players traded. It is a part of the business. You're getting some players just get traded. No, no, no. I'm not saying LeBron. Yeah. I'm just saying I'm, I'm sure yeah. LeBron is a little bummed inside that sure. he doesn't have Lonzo because he took him under his wing it's for just, sure. I think that the dark cloud of Lavar Ball has just kind of you know caused an issue, and mm. I think if the Lakers wanted to keep. Lonzo and try to trade somebody else for Anthony Davis. They would have done it. But right. They, I think it's just gonna. I think it's gonna take a lot of drama away from them because they don't need anymore. Well, Lonzo was the biggest part of that trade too. I think the Pelicans yes. wanted Lonzo more than any any I, I any agree. one of those pieces. I agree. I right. Agree. Well, um, this is gonna be a weird one. Or it's gonna be unprecedented because we've never really done one like this. But uh, <clears throat> we're all fully aware that uh, Patrick Mahomes has been uh, on, he's on the cover now of Madden Twenty, <laughs> and. You know, I, I, already, I, I already know you're going I with super, this. I was super stoked about it because I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Like my my quarterback is on the cover of Madden. I've never seen anything close right. to this before. It's surreal. We've never yeah. seen it, you know? A Chiefs player on, on the cover of Madden. So, so quickly. This was super exciting, you know, like to, to see that in my lifetime. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'll, make, I'll probably buy that copy. I don't play video games anymore. I haven't played video games in years, but I'd probably buy it. You know, just to oh, yeah. Have it. I'm going to buy the collector's edition just yeah, to have it. Exactly. Yeah. It's just something to, to have. And right. so I, I'm super excited about it. And I'm listening to a lot of local radio and a lot of national radio talking about the development of this game in beta form. And Clay Windler. Yeah, yeah, I've seen his little clips. About it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest, man. Like, we talk about, like, all the, the all-time great, like, video game guys, like, cheat code guys, like Bo Jackson and Tech Mobile. Mm-hmm. And, and Michael Vick was in 2004, Madden 2004. He was a cheat code. He mm-hmm. Couldn't do anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Five. Ricky Williams was unstoppable. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like, you just use the truck stick and you just wouldn't get tackled. <laughs> I think, and I and I say this, and, I, and this is coming from a guy who doesn't play video games, but I'm just looking at this from a perspective of, I think Patrick Mahomes in the Madden 20 might be the most unstoppable player in Madden history. <laughs> in so, video game history? In video game history. The greatest character in video games. I really think Patrick <laughs> is going to be the most unstoppable thing. He, got the, he has the no-look, he has the no-look pass ability. They have the bazooka arm. They have like all the mobility. Factors. This Madden edition is going to be sold it's in like so 30, 50 years for like millions of dollars. It's going to be, it's gonna be so bad. It's so unfair. I know whenever somebody picks the Chiefs, the other guys just going to be saying expletives. So, so, I, so I'm just going to go ahead and say the guy that has to play the Chiefs in Madden. Yeah. You just go ahead and go ahead, please, if you could. And hold this L. Because you're fucked. Dude, it's so bad. I, I actually thought you were going to go with Kay Adams there for a second. Oh, no, yeah, I could that, that could be an honorary L for Eddie. Yeah, I'm feeling pretty. Oh, so bad, dude. So, uh, so Kay Bell is a shit. Uh, she can't blow, bro. She can't blow. I love you, Eddie. I love you. But yeah, I mean, Kay Adams, what she said. I oh, just, my God. I think it was horrible. I think that's just June. Fodder. Yeah, I think she just she, she had to find something. She to had Le'Veon Bell in the top five MVP candidates. It was Le'Veon Andrew, Bell, Andrew Luck, Le'Veon Bell, Carson Wentz. Yeah, uh, uh, Drew Brees was Drew Brees. Oh no, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, which I, which okay. Aaron Rodgers should be on there every year Carson for sure. Be up there. Aaron right. Rodgers should be up there. Why the be, hell is Le'Veon not the actual Andrew MVP? Luke, sure. Andrew Luck, sure. 
But Patrick the guy, Mahomes isn't even on the list. Yeah, but the guy that just won the MVP is not on the list. I that mean, makes zero nice sense. Years. I like Kay, and I like I like that whole Good Morning Football crew. Right. I think they're awesome. I've talked to Kyle Brandt several times on Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Nate I, Burleson uses my beard. It's a great show. Great people. And, yeah. and, and our guy, uh, 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 Schrager. Yeah, Schrager. Schrager's is the man. Loves Patrick Mahomes. Has been praising him since his college yep, days. Yep. But Kay, come on. Yeah. So for Eddie, can you go ahead and just. Hold, Hold this, this L. L. I yep. appreciate it because that's just insanity. Yeah. Because he's probably going to win the MVP again. If not, he's going to be a top two, three. Yeah. I don't really care so. if he does or doesn't. Who it's cares? Just, just go 16 and 0. You know? So, Let's yeah, do that. if you play Madden, be nice to your friends and don't pick the Chiefs because Patrick's just going to just waylay <laughs> you. So, in that, man, it is, I'm so glad we did this again. Man. Yeah. I feel like it's like a breath of fresh air. We yeah. get to do our show again. And again, all you fathers out there, happy Father's Day, man. It's, For sure. It's a great day. Enjoy with your families. Um, you know, listen to this podcast if you like. Maybe yeah. your family will let you do that tonight. I don't know, but it's your day. Have a great day with your families out there, guys. It's a beautiful day out here in Kansas City, wherever you're at. Enjoy it. Um, we appreciate all you listeners out there because, like I said, we love doing this and it's a great show. Oh, yeah, we, man. We like, to, we like to consider it a great show because it's something we put a lot of our hard work and effort into. So, for Eddie Ortiz, who's not here today, for Trevor Twidwell. Yeah, I, I do want to add one thing ahead, real Trevor, quick. I just do want to, uh, with the whole Patreon thing. Oh, yeah. I know please, we haven't please, really please. addressed that really, but there's been. There's been some lagging on that, um, but we do still plan on launching that. Um, we've, I guess, like Lance said in the very beginning of the show, and then a couple times throughout the show, we've had we've all been kind of busy, and there's been some craziness going on with the just us finding the time to get everything done, uh, which is why the Patreon will become even more important, so we can have you know better equipment, and you know your guys, you know, can show your support in a little way. Um, you know, anything anything counts um, for all you guys that listen. Um, we're always trying to better the show for you guys. Uh, you know, whether it's a Q&A section that we can have in the, for the Patreon or special segments we can have separated just for you guys that, you know, do show your support and, you know, and further um, ways. Uh, but it is in the works. We're going to have it up probably by this, it, you know, this coming week. It'll be up sometime. We're working on it right now. So and we'll definitely keep it. Keep an eye on Twitter and Facebook and the group and everything. Um, we'll have that up set for you guys. So thank you, you for, thank you for, for sure. For sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I totally slipped my mind. I mean, as you guys can see, I've been an airbrain. I just know because we announced it a couple weeks ago yes. and we haven't really talked about it. Yes. So I yeah. apologize. And thank you guys all for your patience about that as well. So, uh, but again, again, guys, thank you for all the, everybody that's listened and that Patreon will be up very soon. And we appreciate all the support we can get from you guys. But more than anything, we do appreciate the fact that Absolutely. you take the time to listen to us. For so, sure. Um, again, for Eddie uh, Ortiz, for Trevor, for Clay, for Shane, for everybody that's been a contributor to this show. I'm Lance Swidwell here in the Casey Beard Co. Studios. This has been the Spoken Podcast, episode 16. We will be back next week, next Friday in particular, for episode 17. And that, we out. We out. We're going to get out of this bitch. Thank you so much for listening, guys. See ya. You are tuned in to the Spoken. I might actually stick, I might actually stick around for a little bit.